Welcome to Care More, Be Better, a podcast for people like you who care about the social impact of conscious companies and everyday heroes. Hear inspiring stories from those who put people and planet before profit and personal gain. You'll learn how you can make a difference, vote with your dollars, and get involved today. Here's your host, Karina Belizzi. Hello, Regenerators. Regenerator, huh? What do you think of that? If you listened to this week's podcast, you heard Paul talk about what regeneration means. He defined regeneration broadly, far beyond the world of agriculture, to all life systems and social systems. So heck, he got me thinking. Perhaps I should rename my podcast to Care More Be Better, a regeneration podcast. As Paul Hawken and I discussed, every cell in our body strives to duplicate. Every cell in nature strives to duplicate too. So why not? Why not consider regeneration as central to both our social impact and planetary health? Is it time to turn words like social impact and sustainability in for something bolder, broader, bigger, and more audacious? Is it time to turn it in for regeneration? We can be the generation that works to regenerate the earth. We can advocate for global cooling, for simplified production and reduced waste. We can build a better tomorrow. We can regenerate. So as we explore this possibility, I have some news for you. Over the course of the last week, I worked tirelessly on a redo of my website. I had been frustrated for some time by the limitations and difficult customization posed by my Squarespace site, and had begun thinking of starting fresh, maybe on WordPress, doing it all from scratch. So I actually heard about something called PodPage. I found that most of the functionality I wanted was there and a few extra bells and whistles. So there are two big changes to what you now have at your fingertips when you go to caremorebebetter.com. You can actually record a voice message and send it to me. Now, this is just amazing. I can now change my podcast format a bit. You could literally call in to my podcast page and say, I have a question for you that I'd love for you to answer on your next podcast, or I have an idea that I'd like you to explore and I'd rather describe it than write it out. You could do that. You can send it to me directly from the website. So tell me what you love about the show. Send me a note. I'd love to try this on for size. And two, every episode page now has a comment section at the bottom. It's powered by Facebook, so you do have to have a Facebook account to use it. But it's a really nice feature. If you want to type a note or comment, it's right there. And this is something I've also been meaning to talk about. I do have a Facebook group on my Facebook page. So if you want to engage, organize and act together, I'd encourage you to go ahead and join that group and we can begin organizing activities and efforts to support our global climate right there. Now, those are the primary differences that you'll notice. Other changes are minor and kind of nice. For one, I can create guest profiles and link the episodes that they're in to them. I've already done this for a few of the shows, but more will come soon. You can also go to episodes you want to listen to by category. Say, for instance, you want to learn more about B Corps. I can categorize the episodes that cover B Corps, and you can just go to those episodes to learn more. You can also search for podcasts using the feature name. Really, my hope is that with 40 plus shows under our belt now, this will make your experience as a podcast listener much cleaner. I hope you like it. In other news, I'm working to cover my costs for the show. I'm not interested in accepting advertisers. I really want to build a community here and remain listener supported and otherwise free. In order to more ably do this, I refined my offering on our support page from Patreon partner packages to simple donations via PayPal. 
I also launched an Etsy shop featuring cool swag. So far, we have a stainless steel water bottle, a notebook, and a coffee cup. All three are on my desk right now, and I must say they're quite nicely made. They are made to order and will drop ship to you when you order. Mine arrived in about 10 days, so I imagine it will be the same for you. Since this show is 100% listener supported, a bit of that green will go to support the show. I hope you'll check them out. Okay, that's it for the site updates. Let's get back to regeneration now and the topic of the week. Paul Hawken defines regeneration as putting life at the center of every action and every decision. So what does that mean for our oceans? To quote regeneration, oceans absorb the greatest impact of human activity on the planet and receive the least coverage. 10% of the population directly depend on fisheries, and 3 billion more rely on oceans for at least 20% of their protein. Yet most people are not aware of how rapidly oceans are changing as a consequence of global warming and rampant pollution. Oceans are beginning to fall under the efforts of heating, acidification, predatory overfishing, unchecked pollution, both chemical and plastic. End quote. Wow. We're literally the first paragraph into this chapter on regeneration, and that's a lot to unpack. So let's start with the fact that our oceans absorb the greatest impact of human activity on the planet. As temperatures rise and the ocean takes on more dissolved carbon molecules, the ocean's pH balance is thrown off. It makes it more acidic. A more acidic ocean introduces a cascade of problems that are challenging, but not impossible to reverse. So how do we reverse the trend? Step one, we need to stop using the ocean as our dump. This seems like a no-brainer, right? But cruise vessels and fishing vessels often use the ocean as their dumping ground, as do developing countries around the globe. Most of the sea plastic in our oceans, however, is actually comprised of discarded fishing nets and fishing equipment. That's right, trash from fishing. Not the plastics that you or I generate in our daily lives. Cleaning up the ocean, therefore, starts with not dumping there in the first place. This doesn't mean you should stop efforts and limiting plastic use, the opposite, in fact. But it does mean we need to begin enforcing it against fishing practices that include dumping ghost gear in our oceans. What's more, what gets caught up in the ghost gear? We see sea turtles caught up, dolphins, other mammals, and guess what? They die. They're stuck. That's it. Step two. We must create marine protected areas, also known as MPAs. So if you're listening to podcasts on climate change, you might hear MPAs thrown around. That simply means marine protected areas. Think of it as a nature preserve on the coast or in the middle of the ocean. Presently, while only roughly 5% of Earth's oceans are considered marine protected areas, less than 1% is protected against seasonal fishing. Many environmentalists have begun pushing for that number to climb to 30%, so that 30% of our oceans would end up being protected, importantly, also not fished. As in their estimation, that is when true regeneration can occur. While ocean life will regenerate quickly under the right circumstances, ensuring their protection can be tricky and problematic to enforce, since the open ocean is a big, big place. For anyone who questions this fact, I encourage you to watch the documentary Sea Spiracy. It's available on Netflix. It clearly shows how and why dolphin-safe tuna isn't really a thing, and how some fishermen have even begun seeing dolphins as competition for their food sources, slaughtering them. I know, sad, brutal, 
All of these and more. Did you know that an estimated 15,000 dolphins are illegally fished and killed each year off the coast of Peru? No, this is in a supposed Marine Stewardship Council certified fishery. You know, the one with that blue fish logo you're encouraged to trust means that catch is responsible. Well, what it doesn't mean is that the fishery is safe, nor does it mean that the waters are constantly patrolled. They have standards, sure, standards that say no bycatch and dolphin safe and we don't trawl or damage the seabed in our fishing practices. But the reality is that we cannot guarantee that any fish from our vast oceans are caught without bycatch or in waters where dolphins, whales, sea turtles, and other sea creatures not intended for food are safe from the fishing practices. The reality is that poaching fish and sea mammals is nothing new, even in protected areas or when the species themselves are protected. Increasing patrolling and onerous fees will actually help to steer the ship in the right direction. It's time to make these bad actors pay. If you watch the film Seaspiracy, you'll learn about a group of anti-poachers, the Sea Shepherd, that works with local authorities to patrol and police international oceans, including those off the Somali coast. Keeping a thriving ocean fish population is absolutely critical. Fish and the animals that live in our oceans sequester carbon. They take up carbon and bring it to the ocean floor when they die, sequestering it for generations to come. What's more, sea forestation is critical since most of Earth's oxygen actually comes from the macroalgae or seaweeds that grow on our ocean floor. Step three, we need to reforest our seas. Did you know that per acre, sea forests store 20 times more carbon than an acre of forest? The first part of this step is simple. We need to stop damaging our seafloors. Trawling vessels destroy ocean floors, scarring the seafloor and damaging the ecosystem while capturing a ton of bycatch. Regulations can help, but ensuring that we're not supporting trawling fishing through consumptive practices is also critical, and we need systems in place to enforce against illegal fishing practices. And I'll say that again, illegal fishing practices. The Monterey Bay is one example of a very well-maintained fishery. It's known for its kelp forests. It's where I learned to scuba dive. I've had the joy of being tangled in a web of kelp, wondering if that was a sea otter or maybe a harbor seal tugging at my gear as I untangled myself. The ecosystem there is protected and largely in balance. The sea otter population thrives. But as you head south to Santa Barbara, and as the sea otter isn't as firmly situated, guess what? The sea forests are weak. This is because sea otters aren't there to eat sea urchins, and sea urchins eat the roots of giant kelp. The kelp therefore drifts away and dies while sea urchins climb in population. Each ecosystem strives for balance, but without proper protections in place, we just don't get what we need. This ultimately means we go right back to step two. We need more marine protected areas. Now, I realize today I've really only provided three steps to help us balance our ocean, and there really are many more in Paul Hawkins' book, Regeneration. He also covers the need to protect our mangrove forests, one of the most carbon-rich ecosystems that exists on the planet. And he talks about the power of tidal salt marshes too. But to me, these all focus on one core element. We need more nature preserves and protected spaces in general on the sea and on land, so that thriving ecosystems can exist. 
It's especially critical to support those environments that sequester the most carbon. This includes thriving and protected fisheries, oceanic nature preserves that aren't fished at all, sea forests, mangrove forests, and tidal marshes. Ultimately, when we consider the earth as a stakeholder in our decisions, we can begin truly regenerating. Earth is life, and regeneration is a process of putting life at the center of every action and every decision after all. I know we've covered a lot of ground, and I've given you a lot to think about, but it's also the perfect time to act. As I release this podcast, tomorrow is International Coastal Cleanup Day, September 18th, 2021. In honor of this day, I wrote a blog on the topic of plastic beaches, a cleanup challenge. There, I provide a personal story that I think you'll really enjoy and many resources, including reputable not-for-profits that support beach and ocean cleanup. This Saturday will be the perfect day to get outside with some friends and family and honor Surfrider Foundation's international effort to clean up our waterways. If you're nowhere near a beach or shore, head to a riverbank or a trailhead and tidy up the natural world around you. If we all take this approach each day, we will erase at least a part of the problem. My plan this Saturday is to take my boys to the beach in Santa Cruz. We will be armed with reusable bags and gloves, and we will both play, enjoy the sea breeze, and pick up some trash. I hope you'll join me in this effort and act similarly. Now, I've also decided that I will keep a cleanup bag and gloves in my car trunk at all times, and I'll bring it with me on any hike. Breezes blow trash into our waterways all the time, and that ends up in our oceans. I can play a part. I can help. And this is just one more thing that I plan to do. Now, this may also in part be penance for the things I did in the past. I spent 16 years as a smoker, and mostly I just squashed my cigarette butts underfoot and left them behind. So I don't mind picking up trash now, not at all. It's one of the many ways I choose to give back. And one more thing before I close. I'd like to invite all of you to join our community. You can support our show and join the movement in a few different ways. One of them is simply joining our Facebook group. Another is you can become a Patreon member. For a donation as little as a few dollars a month, you can actually earn some swag. And I plan to donate proceeds that are in addition to my show costs to a charity that I select each quarter. It's yet another way that we can, as a community, give more back. You can even shop my Etsy shop and buy some swag. That's all there under show support. And I hope that you'll check it out. Thank you listeners now and always for being a part of this pod and this community, because together we really can do so much more. Thanks for listening to Care More, Be Better, a podcast for social good. To make sure you never miss an episode, subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to podcasts. And share with your friends to help us reach more people and spread more social good.